0: When you're sick, you call a doctor. When your pipes break, you call a plumber. And when you're ready to win, you keep it right here. For sports gaming strategies and information. Experts. It's a thing. The home of the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: All right, back with you. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio AM 1400 KSHB in Las Vegas, as always, thrilled to be on the Sports Grid radio network, the platforms, Sirius 204. Chris Bavona, our producer back in New York, does such great work for us. We've got college and NFL editions of Vegas Sportsbook Radio that will air uh, across the network on the weekend, getting you ready for college football and the NFL. Stevie Slapshot's hanging back in studio, brother. Are you enjoying uh, a day without me? Yes and no.
0: I, I, I just, I just, I just heard you talk about how the wild card should be this best of nine series, which is. I didn't say that. Well, you don't want it to be this one game thing. Make the regular season worth something, pal, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Wow! There. How many coffees have you had this morning? I, I've had one coffee. This, this, this is so I, you
1: want no so so okay that's fine. I want your regular you, season to mean
0: something. Why does the why do people like the NFL, Brian? One well, of the reasons is because every game during the regular season means
1: something. I get that, but well, let me tell you something: a best of three ain't no walk in the park, kid. All right. I mean, uh, as a frustrated Sabres fan, they had a team that should have won the Stanley Cup. They, I'm telling you, they they lose to the Flyers in '75. They get Dana. I'll kick you out of here. Don't Dana starting already I'm on the hockey? Excited about soccer. Uh, all right. Sorry. You watch the soccer game. All right. So they lose to the Flyers in the final. They come like Tampa, right? Tampa loses to Columbus. What does can't Tampa done in the next two years, right? So they're this mission team. They come back, dominate the league. They, you know, the the best offensive team and they're going to win the cup, and they play a best of three and lose to the Penguins in a, you know, a little three-game thing where a goalie beat them. I mean, a best of three ain't no one-off. So if you make the playoffs, then you're rewarded with at least a home game. I mean, you know, I don't, under- I don't understand why the hurry to get it over with. Um, for me, it's
0: not the hurry to get it over with. For me, it, it's you need to, and, and you scoffed at this, but you need to win your division, and then you don't have to worry about the one-game playoff.
1: All right. be one of the better teams in baseball and stop crying wow all right so Stevie starts the first hour with an edge so now listen let me do this I'm uh, now I'm back back to kind of where we were Chris I'm yeah. giving you 10 more seconds because I'm sitting there you, you know short-term memory I ask you this question that, that requires an answer and we only had 30 seconds but the, we're talking about the lions and then give Dana a couple minutes on the Cowboys but well, nothing,
2: well, what was interesting about that San Francisco Detroit game on Sunday? Obviously, you take a look at the line. You had the the Niners favored by nine in that football game, and you mentioned the score, and it was uh, basically it was uh, a blowout. Let's be straight about it. In mo- most of the game, until you know it was a, what a twenty-eight point lead, I believe, for the yeah. 49ers. I switched the, the channel, court. came back,
1: and they had the ball.
2: And somehow Detroit ends up coming back and making that a football game, and then you want you want to talk about a, a textbook backdoor cover for Detroit. Well, the you Lions get the backdoor
1: cover. What was yeah. sad though, they had them on their heels, mm-hmm. and I and I get it. You know, they made good for them. They didn't quit, but their play calling and management in the final thirty seconds, you, you got to get the ball to the end zone. They kind of messed up the last possession, but for Campbell, they didn't quit. Can you build off that? Or was that San Francisco had taken their foot off the pedal?
2: I don't think there's any question that the Lions can build off of that, but uh, it's still you're facing the reality of what this team is here in 2021-22. Okay, we're talking about a team that is going to be a cellar dweller in the in the NFC North, probably going to be one of the worst teams in football. Down with the likes of, and look, the Texans won last week, and we're actually kind of pretty pretty impressive last week. But I still think the Texans are uh, one of the worst teams in football, and I think Detroit's going to be right there with them. And oh, by the way. Uh, you just got beat by San Francisco in Week One. What what is uh, your prize for Week Two? A Monday night matchup no, against yeah. the Packers in Green Bay after awesome. the Packers got absolutely blasted by New Orleans Saints team. So yeah, I, I mean you're as as someone who is a Lions fan, but also tries to be you know objective and tries to kind of take 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 a look at it from the outside looking in, you know, from a from a realistic standpoint. It could be rough going all right, for so this I'm, Detroit team. So I'm not
1: going to make it rush. We'll do the yeah. co- your Cowboys, Dana, at the top of the next segment. So follow up on what he was just talking about. A, with the Lions. B, with the Packers, you know, just vomiting all over themselves. Do you say, eh, whatever, is a goofy thing. The box score really, the score wasn't as bad as it ended up being. Or is it a soap opera and something? And he said the reward is getting Green Bay. How are you looking at Green Bay? Heading into this Monday night game, did you have any idea what we're dealing with?
3: Well, you don't know how, what you're dealing with because you don't know what what you're dealing with between the ears of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, to, to watch him do press conferences, I, I mean, I know as a fan, I hate when I lose. I can't imagine playing in a game and being, you know, partly responsible for the loss. I, I just, I don't see that anger. I see a guy that didn't want to come back. Clearly. Is still not the franchise he wants to be a part of. Look disinterested. So, going back to early in the program when I said that the difference between week one and week two really just tells the story. In fact, I never really make an assessment about a team until I see that team on the road. I want to see, okay, mm-hmm. hey, look, Buffalo lost week one. Dive inside the box score, which we have talked about, you know, for hours dive inside the box score buffalo looked pretty good no i mean, you know, I mean would they give up 253 yeah, yards we're
1: up again i mean i gotta rip against a break did a thing with kenny white today the actual box score if you take away a lot of the things buffalo wins the game by four from a yardage perspective uh but it, it is stuff that you have to look at and you got to be willing to draw a line through it i think is the point dan is making and be forgiving unless you think it's a trend that's going to continue all right, we'll ask him about the Cowboys. We'll get the lowdown on that game with the Chargers. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're at the Superbook at the Westgate. Stop by, say hi. i got football magazines for you. Remember
0: the good old days before you found us, got the winning edge, and started winning?
4: Neither do we.
1: with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're at the Superbook at the Westgate. Brian Blessing here. Stevie's back in studio. Dana Lane at Dana Lane Sports, kind enough to swing by, along with our good friend, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. You too, Dana. I didn't mean to make it <laughs> out. I thought we we're, were still in. on me. I'm no, sorry. That, no, that oh, was... This yeah. ogre in the middle of <laughs> here, right? This is amazing. Right, Brian? It's mean, the nicest thing you've ever Stevie, <laughs> said. Stevie, <laughs> it, it was segueing to how nice a guy Chris is. Yeah, nice. The, the creases in uh, Dana's uh, forehead, it was like, you know... <laughs> Two, <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear two, two of the best. Two of the best. Uh, very good. Very good. Chris Wynn uh, is with us. Uh, so we're at the Superbook. All right, Dana, have at it. You touched on it a little bit in the first segment. No, the Cowboys, what do we do with them? That's a really good effort against Tampa Bay. And again, when you look at those games and the drama that happened at the end of the game is in a weird way, It was kind of like the Miami-New England game in that, not from a pace perspective. New England's going to win that game, and the kid fumbles the football. Godwin fumbles at the one, right? Tampa's going to ice that game. Yeah. Well, good for the Cowboys. They get a new life, and they took advantage of it, and then Brady does what Brady does. But they did a lot of good things in that game. Yes, the injuries that just recently happened to Lawrence. But how encouraged are you I thought there were moments in the game Prescott was inaccurate at times, but he was running around. He took a a, a couple of hits. One time, the game's on the line. He's scrambling, takes a hit. I'd be extremely encouraged. I mean, the the shoulder thing had me scared, but the ankle obviously is holding up. So you got to be stoked that first and foremost, this guy's upright and good to go.
3: Yeah, I think stoked is something that I try not to get. No matter if it's in a positive way or a negative way, because, uh, again, if you all I heard after that game, it, it, you know, if you didn't know the final score of the game, you would have thought that Dallas had won with the way social media was talking and, you know, text on my phone.
1: Well, so am I right? I mean, if Godwin doesn't fumble, at yeah. the, it's a different you no. Know, okay well, hey, hey listen if brady's no, not the quarterback it's might be, no it's no i know outcome. but if guy, God, if godwin doesn't fumble it's a football game but if godwin doesn't fumble there they go oh cowboys it was good effort they hung with them all of a sudden then it, you know it became this incredible thing we're still saying that though but you know one it's you know what honestly you, it's football clemson in georgia okay 10-3 clemson's going in for a touchdown if they score the first touchdown they probably feel their oats, and they keep going and do good things. The kid throws a pick six, right? This, join mean, if Clemson scores the first touchdown, Clemson probably wins that game ten nothing, or maybe twenty one. Georgia's offense was doing. I mean, one play, right, can totally skew and change but everything. What am I
3: supposed to take from this from this game? First of all, I don't know if I'd be on the Cowboys' side this week after an emotional win. Or win or loss in week one anyway. That's why even when you talk about the Raiders having to go on the road after mm-hmm. that, I mean, they won a the game twice on Monday Night Football.
1: Could you in imagine, their home opener? Could you How would you get back up for Pittsburgh? We have said this. Could you imagine if the Raiders had lost that game? Oh. I mean, first and goal at the one, quarterback sneaked to the one inch line. You already you're already out there celebrating that you'd won it. And they, I, I cannot believe, honestly, I can't believe that Jackson did take them down the field and win that game. And, and the Raiders would have gone off the train tracks giving a game away like that. But now they're feeling, you know, it's amazing. They're feeling their oats.
2: So Dana, the Cowboys go in there, right? Brand spanking new stadium, SoFi Stadium there in LA. Do you expect a shootout? Because I'm telling you, I think it's going to be one no, of those types of games where I, don't. But I, I think it's going to be one of those games where the last team to score wins. I mean, do you think the defenses are going to step up for both these teams in this matchup?
3: And you have no idea what's, what you're going to get because now you have, you know, Steele's going to get some, some time this week. You have both of your pass rushers, your best defensive player. Tank Lawrence is is out that secondary is still maybe a little bit better. You look in in trading camp and you you thought, okay, well, you're bringing in a lot of secondary guys. It's like, does this say I want to have competition or am I not confident in what I have? I think it's the latter and it's still a team that is not stopping to run and they're not going to get any better at it this week. And that's the main issue with Dallas this year. It was a main issue last year. That, as good as we we talk about other, you know, other teams pass rush and how that really affects the, you know, the secondary and how they play defense, their inability to put any pressure on opposing quarterbacks really exposes a secondary that doesn't even have the chance to be average. So, do I think that this game may go under? Yeah, because, first of all, I Prescott said it, I don't know, he had to have said it 30 times in in, the, in, in camp. I don't want to be a guy that has to throw 50 times a game. I don't want to throw for 400 yards a game. Well, how we're can a better you, team
1: but when it, I don't.
3: Is and that, they certainly weren't balanced last
1: week. The problem, This is kind of back to what we were talking about before. Is that what the game is today? Or was that a one-off and it was only that game? But this Cowboys team—they got to get Elliott going, okay? And And then Michael Gallup's
3: not going to be, yeah, I mean,
1: not going
3: to play either. So, listen, can the offense overshadow a lot of defensive issues that they have? Sure, absolutely. But do I want to? Folk, do I want to rely on this team to have to score 35 to 40 points? And oh, by the way, last year was the same thing. And before Prescott went out, they were, what, one and three, one and four before he went out. So it wasn't working last year. And now you almost have the same thing with with, uh, with your best defensive player out like he was last year.
1: Everybody's going bananas about the Rams. And, you know, okay, great. I think is is one game attached to the hip to other games if the Rams are that good, then does that flatter Chicago it looks like Bears money's starting to service that Chicago's two and a half at home to Cincinnati who competed and found a way to win a really goofball game but even the Rams then going to Indy, I think you got to give that Mindy a mini pass that once is shaken off Rust hadn't played forever that looks like a dangerous spot to a degree for me for. The Rams, but Chris, I wanted to ask you, all those years, Stafford, what he did with the, you know, the Lions. We know he's got the arm, he's got the ability, and once he finally got to be a, he could stay healthy. It was just, what was the supporting cast? What did you make of what you saw with Stafford? In that first game with the Rams, and what are the prospects there?
2: I thought there's a lot of uh, there's a new face and a new place that came into it when it came with to Stafford. Yes, obviously he has weapons when you talk about Los Angeles from the tight ends that they have across from the wide receivers to you know Robert Woods and obviously Cooper Cup and and uh, yes, do they have deficiencies in the running game? I don't think there's any question about that. Now look, they added Sony Michelle into the mix. He kind of got into the game last week but I, I think you, you can't not be impressed by what they were able to do offensively out there uh, a couple crazy plays obviously that, that the, the opening touchdown that Stafford threw where uh, you know the guys were rolling over and ends up going in the end zone but uh, I don't think there's any question that you just make a general statement and take a look at this Los Angeles Rams team they're going to be one of the teams that contends for the NFC championship in my opinion and uh, that step one to that was on display in that game on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, about 35, 40 seconds, if you would. How good is this NFC West, top to bottom?
3: Well, well oh my God, you you got three teams that are, what their their win total is 10, right? 10 plus? You three and they're teams. all 1-0. I mean, be, they're better than anybody yeah, right? else. Yeah. So, it's, you know, I mean, it's inevitable. Maybe We, we knew that going into the year anyway. anyway I mean, they're certainly uh, head and shoulders above the NFC East. Don't got don't all the talent,
1: you got all the talent with the Niners if they stay healthy. Russell Wilson, and we're talking about how good the Rams are. And, oh, by the way, Arizona just goes and put the Sasquatch foot on the Titans. Yeah. And Kyler Murray, let me tell you something. One of those guys, every rep, every game, getting better. better and and better. they got weapons. Let me tell you. All right, it is Sportsbook Radio. We're at the Superbook at the Westgate. We're loving life here on a Thursday. We got the game tonight, Redskins and Giants. And we're going to come back and talk about college football as well. Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, and along the Sports Grid Radio Network.
0: This is the Sports Grid Radio
1: Network. All right, back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Thursday, and we are hanging out at the Superbook at the Westgate. We love coming here. Jay Cornegate rolls out the red carpet for us. We got horses, soccer, baseball. The Angels up 7 0 on the Sox. Hang in there, Dana. Pirates coming to bat in the ninth, trailing one nothing. The Reds, obviously a game means a lot to Don't the worry. Reds. Don't worry. Uh, Oakland KC, it's Oakland up 4-2. This joint's amazing. I mean, you see everything from the expanse of the, the property. It's wild. So, we're here. Dana Lane at Dana Lane Sports is here. Chris Wynn, uh, just a great guy. Been doing sports uh, in Vegas for a lot of years, and we're uh, certainly thrilled he took time to come down to visit us today. If you want to come by, we'll have Vegas Hoggy Outline. Stevie and I, Dave Shane from the RJ is going to check in with us. The rookies had their first practice today. Hoggy kids right around the corner. So there's just so much going on. I just want to ask you guys, first couple of weeks of college football, go ahead, Chris, you want to run with it, any great takeaway? Is it? It seems like it's just another season, and that's all well and good. But I think at the same time, the wild card is the transfer portals. I think the adjustments and figuring out who these teams are, we're still a couple of weeks away. I still think there's a lot of gray areas.
2: Yeah, it makes it more difficult, doesn't it? Because you've got all this uh, moving and shaking going on with the transfer portals. It's not like it was back in our day, right, guys, where... You you didn't have the number of transfers and, 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 and there's so many situations and I want to you know get into you know I'm on my soapbox here but uh, you know in, in today's day and age it just seems to me it's just it just so easy just to to make that move right to transfer out to you know because you don't want to battle for a gig you know at the at your current university that you're well, at. Not only that, it's we got
1: to see what yeah. it's, how it's all going to pan out. These kids are making money now.
2: Yeah, but there's a couple takeaways I've had from college football so far this season, guys, and I want to hear your opinion on this, too. I think I'm impressed with the uh, Pac-12, what uh, they've been able to do from the standpoint of uh, across the board. I think that uh, they deserve to be getting more respect than they obviously have gotten probably the past four or five years this year. And also, I would point out the obvious, it seems to me, that it is the Crimson Tide, and it is pretty much everybody else, right? I mean, it's uh, they have been impressive from the get-go, from from start to finish, and uh, this so, is, and it's, it's again, I, I get Brian Dana, I just I'm just flabbergasted that uh, the center of the college football universe is continuously year in and year out in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Is okay? anybody's? I mean, it just it blows my mind. Yeah, and I'm
1: just – you know, do we simply say give credit where credit is due and Saban is just – You have to. He's outstanding. You know, I mean, whose fault is it that, you know, are are all these other, you know, Clemson's there and the the Georgia's, you know, the SEC, good teams, but that Alabama year in, year out reshuffles and keeps doing it, it's like, well, somebody step up and beat them, and and the bottom line is – how unbelievable job is Saban doing? Is this the greatest college coach? Go- he is, I guess, right? There's no getting around it, and there's no reason for it to slow down. It
3: really isn't a second place, is there? It's not a second place at all. And, he, you know, you look at – I'm looking at the depth chart right now with Alabama. You have Bryce Young, obviously, sophomore, sophomore quarterback behind him. There's a redshirt sophomore. Behind him, there's a freshman. I mean – they're not doing it with with a senior class. They had, you know, uh, Jamison Williams was a was a transfer, uh, but outside of that, you know, you have a mixture of seniors and juniors, and you know, or sophomores and juniors, and you know what that means. This train isn't stopping anytime soon. Uh, unfortunately for me, they're going to have a couple dates with Notre Dame coming up, and I do love. You know, as a fan of the Irish, I do love to, to play the best. Play that but, but game. The, but there is such a difference between what they do uh, on a year-in, year-out basis. Like, that, that is the lock of, of college football, that they will come back and be as good as they were the year before. There is no no mental breaks like we see in other sports after you've had success.
2: Isn't it fascinating, guys, when you think about it, though, like back when, you know, and we're all relatively the same age group as far as as far as what college football was back in the 90s and 80s and 70s. Right. That was very there, kind of you. The it's it it not,
1: not true. But, but, the, go but ahead. you understand, but you understand
2: the point I'm trying to make, though. Is I was that there it was, for it. Yes. The, the
1: powers are regionally
2: based. Right. And, and the kids, where, wherever it was that you went to high school, you had kind of like you're locked in if you were if you were a big time athlete that had an opportunity to play division one football you, it's, you you grew up in the midwest where did you go you went to columbus and oh. ohio state you went to to uh, you know south bend and notre dame you went to ann arbor and michigan right well and you, you know you're Coast. you're Nick, you went to usc you're right? of the woods.
1: when i was when i was and i'm yeah. older than you by the way right you know, a little bit there you're being you're yeah. kind no but i was in from northeastern pennsylvania And let me tell you, the big thing back in the day, and a lot of people would go, what's he talking about? This was that long ago. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, the power brokers in college football, it was the big 33 game with Pennsylvania and Ohio. And the stud kids from Pennsylvania went to Penn State. Mm -hmm. right? Then it transitioned. Now the studs were coming out of Florida and then Texas. Was was the next big one? Obviously, the the Midwest, the Michigan aspect of things, and then California became this monster. You know, it, But the funny thing is, the big power, power football guys, back in the day, kind of came from the Northeast. But now it's a passing game with speed burners and athleticism. Florida and California is where, kind of where the majority of these rocket sleds are coming. But you're right that these schools will recruit from the Northeast will recruit out West or vice versa. Well, my point, though, is that
2: it's become much more, in my opinion, it's become much more tunnel vision. There's only, I think there's fewer colleges that are getting – like like Alabama, for example. I mean, it's it's the University of Alabama. Obviously, Nick Saban is probably one of the greatest coaches. They're not the greatest uh, college football coach of all time. But, like, back – back in my again, I graduated high school back in the late 80s. So, like, they're, they're just – to me, there were just many more – uh option I don't know if options is even the right word but there's just many more destinations mm-hmm. to look at in, in college football now to me I think about college football I think okay if you're a great player and you you have aspirations to go to Tuscaloosa you have aspirations to go to Columbus right in Ohio State you have aspirations to, you know to go to the likes of uh, maybe even Gainesville or obviously uh, going to going to Athens Georgia right I mean you're there there are there're just fewer places in my opinion when it comes to college football, that are destinations for big-time players. And uh, that's led to a kind of a top-heavy situation in, co- in college football, in my opinion.
1: Dana, how about the first few weeks of college football? Like, what are some of the things? We did a thing with Kenny White, the college uh, football side of things that will air on the weekend. A lot of really – and I invite you to check this out. A lot of cool information where, you know, power ratings are one thing, but you got to have that ability – you to read between the lines, yeah. and there are certain yep. things that are just things you start spotting. I mean, when you're handicapping a game, you're watching a game this week. I mean, generally speaking, aren't you watching that? And yeah, I mean, I'm watching, but you're watching it with an eye on the future. And what can I, What can I learn?
3: It is always for me, no matter if it's college or pro football. It is always about offensive line and defensive line. That's where handicapping starts for me. Are you able to protect the quarterback? Are you able to get after the quarterback? And those are, you know, believe me, I, I spent a lot of time making a lot of notes about the different teams. The other, the other thing I, I've always done in the first couple of weeks of the season is look at these big underdogs. If you look at all my plays in the and the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, college football contest, it's a lot of big dogs because these favorites are overvalued. How are these odds makers making an accurate number without ever seeing you know the the team, I don't care what team it is. I don't care if it's Alabama or you know New Mexico State. How are, you have not seen one snap from these teams, so it's easier to overvalue than to undervalue and get killed. So the first couple weeks of the year, I always am looking at the big big favorites or the big underdogs. Yeah. Do they well, have the ability to to get after the pa- – uh, can they stop the run, run and can they get after the quarterback? If they can do those things even minimally, they are an attractive option for me, especially with double digits. Well,
1: you know what generally seems to happen in these kind of – situation like the fcs teams make some noise and these are some decent football teams but you get teams that aren't ready to execute at a high level out of the gate the other thing is they take them lightly they're still trying things too but but no but but yes but the other thing is they know there's bigger fish to fry and they've got a conference game coming or a big game so they're running vanilla stuff. Yep. We're we're better than you and they find themselves in the throes of a battle and sometimes they're on a banana peel, not a battle, but they're keeping it vanilla cuz they know the big tough games are coming up. They don't want to show anything and all of a sudden they get themselves in a in a bad spot that they're just, you know, thinking, "Oh, we can do this in our sleep." And it's not the case. What do you think about
2: uh, one of these teams that's like a new kid on the block, a team like a Coastal Carolina? You guys like? Well, I mean, Coastal Carolina is interesting because you're talking about a, like a Sun Belt Conference team yeah. that's getting respect on a national level. That's uh, something to me that's kind of fascinating about uh, the early season. No, the atmosphere
1: there—it's kind of a—it's kind of a, a laid-back, different environment. But uh, clearly, the coach there—it's resonated, mm-hmm. and there's a buzz going on. I, the one thing I would hope, you know, if, if they bloom this playoff thing out, is that the Coastals, the Cincinnati's, or whoever it is, that particular, boys, whatever it is, give their, these guys their shot against the big boy because the big boys are ready to run for the hills and won't give them a kick at the can. You know, that's, that, that's the biggest thing about expanding it out, let the little guy get their uh, say. Give it a little March Madness flair. I Come mean, in, it's
3: still when you're... I mean, if they play an SEC schedule, I mean, what's what's the outcome of that, at that point? Still no trust. Fair point, right? <laughs> there I'm you playing. go.
1: Well, and then, yeah. you know, like Penn State's playing Villanova next week. Then Alabama's playing God knows who somewhere down the road before they play Auburn. Stop that. All right, we're taking a timeout. We're coming back to the Superbook on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sportsbook Radio Network. Brian Blessing here. Stevie Slapshot back in the KSHB studios. we got Vegas Hockey Outland coming up at the top of the hour. And uh, hockey's ready to roll. The, the rookie's first practice today at City National Arena. And this is happening uh, all around the NHL. Uh, Training camps open next week in the preseason short, and then the games will start. I'll ask the boys about this in just a second. Hey, I want to remind you, we're at the Super Bowl at the Westgate Football Central every Sunday in the theater here, Barry Manilow. The show's back up and running, and if you're coming and staying here, you want to get the mobile app. Uh, The product's amazing, and I can tell you, Jeff Sherman uh, does as good a work as anybody on this big circular thing we're spinning around on when it comes to golf. And the Ryder Cup is next week, and that is going to be something else. And I cannot wait for that. And there'll be some really good wagering opportunities. So we'll talk about that a lot next week. Stevie, I think we gotta, without doubt, Jeff Sherman for sure is going to join us next week on the Ryder Cup. But uh, we'll get we gotta get Cammy on and you know let him do the ole 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 thing.
0: Well, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah, Camp Cam Stewart, he, 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 full of information and a lot of fun. You might have to turn down the dial just a little yeah, bit because no, he'll come
1: at you. I've been talking to Cam. I think it, I think it's long past time he loosens up and comes out of his shell. He does need a
0: bypass on the personality.
1: <laughs> really? All right, we're here. Dana Lane at Dana Lane Sports. Chris Wynn is with us. longtime radio personality here in Las Vegas. And first of all, the hockey thing, boys – the rookie camp, they're practicing. We're seeing now the regular season win totals, odds to win the divisions. I'm telling you, the the one thing, and we're gonna get so specific about hockey. I mean, it, let's keep it on football. But the one thing is amazing, boy. When you look at the different apps, and I think you're nuts not to have several apps, give yourself the best, uh, you know, the, the best of a number. You can shop half times, you don't get shut out. All the reasons you want to do it. The the era of shopping for numbers was gone. Now it's back but also to sample the different offerings that are out there. I mean I'm seeing stuff like oh that's cool. Odds to win the president's trophy, odds to win divisions, regular season points. I mean, when I got here in 2005 I was told don't talk about hockey. And I'm like, well, the day will come kids, you trust me. And now every NFL game, every con- there's player props and the the offerings on each game it's unbelievable the stuff that's at our beck and call.
3: I mean, the evolution of sports and the evolution of our sports betting, the evolution of the National Hockey League betting specifically, or hockey in general. And you know, funny you brought that up. I was thinking the same thing the other night. You know, I'm, I have three apps on my phone, and I'm looking at the different uh, options, and I'm I'm seeing European hockey numbers. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, Korean baseball. I in mean, whatever it 91,
3: is. 91. Hey, I would you never see that.
1: I, I would say this, and no, no new things. I well, the one thing we still haven't gotten here, and it's coming apparently from gaming, is to get top five wagering in a golf tournament. It's hard, hard enough to pick the winner, but you get if you pick a hundred to one guy to win the tournament, but he finishes third, you'd be able to get him at 40 to one for finishing in the top five. And there's nothing wrong with people winning a little bit, because what are they going to do? They're going to churn it back in there, but. Like, even, say, with the golf term, it's not like there's a European tour event. Okay, the golf, the golf is on. You make the bet, and there you go. The tournament's off to the races. You look at some of these apps now, they're giving you the fluctuating odds after round two for the European tour, maybe even matchups, stuff that just wasn't done before. The market and the appetite is out there.
2: Brian and Dana, don't even get me started, okay, on uh, the plethora of action I was able to engage in during the pandemic (laughs) from across the board, from Costa Rican soccer to sumo wrestling in Japan to ping pong in Ukraine and Russia across the board. There are options that are just plentiful, gentlemen. There are options all over the place. And yes, the the implementation, obviously, of in-game betting and and the the specificity. Right? Yep. As far as uh, you, you went into as far as the props and uh, all the options that we have available to us from a sports betting standpoint is outstanding, in my opinion, as someone who loves to dive deep into, into sports wagering. You, know,
0: you guys
1: what? left out marble races. Oh, there it is. Mar- Stevie knows what's up. Yep. Yeah, marble races. There it is. Yeah. No, it's funny. I mean, like, like as an overview, I'm a totals player. Mm-hmm. 70% of what I play are totals. It's a funny-shaped object. You know, I'm not going to be right all the time. Football, baseball whatever the back door covered the goofy things that happen at the end of games but if you're right over the 60 minutes in the entirety of the game to me totals are, are a safer way to go I'm telling you I'm I'm going this way as well like last week great had Houston spit the spit the bit on the bills okay that was and that was bad uh Minnesota no good but the totals all Everything was good on the totals, but you know what I did last week? And I, I don't know that either of you do this or would consider it. I know you're you you, you and I talk a lot, Dana, and, and it's fine. It's the stuff you're comfortable. you you're kind of entrenched in in your way, but well, I, player, I'm not
3: anti-total.
1: No, no. But what I'm saying, no, I'm saying even more. Last week, and I'm sitting there right now, and I'm going to do this so much more. I just when you sit there and look, wait a minute. It used to be the Sunday night game, the Monday night game. I'm sitting there. Every game that's being played now, there's the list of all this stuff. And last week I took the time. Josh Allen over 28 and a half rushing yards. He gets 44 yards rushing, and he was stopped on quarterback draws three times. Then the other one was Jamar Chase over 48 and a half receiving yards. And the big knock on the kid was, well, he's dropping all these passes in preseason. I'm going, well, that's the glass is half empty if he's dropping passes that means he's open he gets 100 yards receiving you know so both of those comfortably won i'm telling you i'm really you know i'm still going to play my totals and, and sides, but i believe yeah. you can really you know go inside a game and find edges on the prompt thing And and almost to the point i mean really adjusting and adapting your overview of how you approach this from a money management perspective.
3: Well, we talked about this last night, and, and you, you told me that scenario. And, you know, I'm not, you know, anti-anything that's going to, you know, produce a winner in the end. But the problem that I have is, you know, in trying to be everything to every sport, no, I get there it. does have to be a cutoff for me because I cannot be so spread out them, I'm not I'm not focused I'm, on one thing it's, and, and it's that, like you got you got two quarterbacks you have none
1: that makes sense but it, man, let, let me reverse it though and this is a collective for everybody out there is it a look in the mirror thing yeah you know, I hate the word value there's no value oh, in too. ripping up a losing ticket me too. right but it's but it's I guess my point is that right. you're handicapping games shouldn't we all be handicapping ourselves? What are we good at? You know what I'm saying? And, like, I focus on the Mac or certain conferences, and I have a read on, you know, and certain teams, and I've got a read on them, but you're looking at this overview of all these games and, and the weird factors that go into who won, who covered, what happened, but I think... Your strengths when you're handicapping a game. Well, I think this game's going to do this and do this and do that. I like the total. Well, wait a minute. If I'm right about the total, then this guy is either going to get and go over that number or he's not. And So you analyze yourself on how you analyze games. I think we have to handicap ourselves.
2: But it goes the analogy that Dana was making as far as, you know, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any, right? If you're if you're a sports gambler, if you're a master of everything, aren't you just a master of nothing? Is I mean, am I – Am I being glib when I say something like that? I mean, I to me, I think yes. Well, I think the cautionary right, but the cautionary important to have have you know be knowledgeable and to be able to dive deep into your specific. You're right. Sports when it comes to if you're if you are someone who's going to be considered a professional handicapper, a professional gambler, that I think that would be something that you would focus on, right? But you think of right.
1: the generic right. mantras like what Chris is getting at, right? Which, you know, don't overreact to what your last witness. and what do we say? Don't bet the game. You don't have to bet the game because it's the game that's on TV. Sometimes staying off a game is the best thing you could ever do. But but people, who's got the discipline to say, well, the yeah. game's on. I'm going to watch it. I have to bet it.
2: But what's the natural reaction of uh, someone like me, who is a casual gambler? I'm not a professional gambler. Right. I'm not a professional handicapper. But someone, right? If, if you take it on the chin, right? You lose a straight bet. You lose a parlay. What do you do? Well. We just talked about all the options we now have as far as sports wagering is concerned. What do we do? Well, you happen to have an in-game, right? You can have, you can bet. uh, There's a Sunday night game that's starting up in an hour. Okay, so you can actually get back on that game. And so it's not necessarily about your expertise or you you know anal- or over analyzing or analyzing the game. It's the availability, right, and the ability that hey, it's right here in front of me, so I can well, actually put a wager. But how we this. adapt,
1: yeah. I guess, Dana, and again. There's only so many hours in a day, mm-hmm. you know. That if if you can, it's
3: com- a balancing act.
1: It's all can, a balancing act. If action. you can on commit to basis. the time, though, mm-hmm. but like a game like like the Giants game, if you're watching that game, then I go, boy, I don't know. I don't have a good read on this, right? But you sit there, the old eyeball test. God gave us eyes. That I have no opinion on the game. I'm gonna watch that game. Now oh, I gotta bet it. But you're betting and guessing instead of sitting there saying, well, wait a minute, the world we're living in now. Let me watch the first 3-4 series and then go, hmm, okay, and then make your wager in-game. But Dana, Instead of betting on the front end, what about diving in in-game?
2: But, Dana, is it a little bit different, though, because we have, and Brian, too, because we've had four days to kind of look at this football game and, and kind of view every aspect of it.
3: Well, like there's that. a lot of different ways I can go with this because, <laughs> A, you know, you hit it right on the head, and this is where I completely agree with you. You said you're dialed into the Mac, you're dialed into the Buffalo Bills. That's true, because if I was watching Notre Dame, if I was watching UNLV, if I was watching, you know, you know, Mountain West, even or NFC East, that's what I'm really dialed into. But by so extension, when you're dialed know,
1: into a team, you become dialed into a yes, conference yes. or the company they're keeping. So
3: yes, I would definitely consider a proposition bet based on my in what i feel like is you know i i can't imagine how you would have any you would be more dialed in to your own team now if you had a prop bet on the falcons a team that i you know do not dive as deep into that's where i would have more of an opinion on a side or a total than i would on an on individual performance so but again it's listen wagering whether you're a handicapper whether you're a you know just somebody who does it uh, casually this is a mental game every single day and you have to be mentally strong and that means i want to win i don't want to win with my best player on the sideline so that or i don't want to lose with my best player on the sideline line so what that means is Because I'm trying, we were born with eyes, but we were also born with a brain, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And the brain sometimes lies to us. So I want to lose with my strength rather than lose with something that I think is going to happen with something that is not my norm on a daily basis. So you try to stay in your lane. So even if you lose, you feel good about the decision you made because it's even worse if you go off the board and bet like a prop bet because that's not normally your thing and lose that, and then you kind of mentally got to start all over again instead of just staying in your lane.
1: Hey, listen, Chris wins here. Dana Lane's here at Dana Lane Sports. You got to be mentally strong, and Dana hey. is. That's why he's good at what he does. Walked in here with confidence, even though there was, like, <laughs> coffee dripping all, all <laughs> off his shirt. <laughs> Walked in here like he owned the joint. <laughs> and, he's, and he's so confident he's still got a coffee cup That's in his I, hand. I
3: just <laughs> pulled it over <laughs> my head.
1: It's, <laughs> it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We, as always, we love our guests. I mean, I, I I love the show. I love you guys. I mean, I'm telling you, we're so lucky we do what we do, and the people we're surrounded by, and we love Las Vegas. And we're at the Super Bowl. If you're coming into town, you want to check it out. Football Central here on Sunday is going to be great, great fun. Coming back, put a lid on Sportsbook Radio, Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. <laughs> Things on Vegas Sportsbook Radio here on the network. Scott Farrell's coming up top of the hour. Brian Blessing at the Superbook at the Westgate. Come check it out. Football Central every Sunday in the theater. It's unbelievable. It's a zoo. Get the mobile app when you come here. Barry is back up and running. All kinds of cool things. Swing by. We're gonna be doing Vegas Hockey Hotline for another hour locally. I still got Mark Lawrence, Kenny White, magazines. Got football magazines. Come by, say hi. Chris Wynn's gonna stick around with us on the hockey show, which is cool. Dana Lane, we thank you so much for coming by at Dana Lane Sports. And the folks can get your picks where?
3: Uh, You can go to pickdogs.com, and I will not turn my back on baseball. We'll have baseball up and, of course, uh, college and pro football this weekend.
1: That's pickdogs spelled?
3: Oh, D-A-W-G-Z.com. Yeah. With a Z. I probably should mention that. Minor detail. Sorry. We got there. It's only my living. I know. I only got three kids. Well, okay.
1: I, I'm glad that is. I mean, the, the motor skill thing, I'm a little worried about. Stay in your Dana Lane. <laughs> well. Stevie says stay in your Dana great. Lane. Yeah, well, we're going we're to clear you a path out of here. <laughs> uh, thank you guys, honestly. And Chris, we're thrilled you're going to stick around with us. Um, any real opinion on the game tonight, finally? Got about a minute.
3: Uh, for me, it's, you know, the Giants' side looks intriguing. But my gut is telling me, telling me Washington, and I just think that they are uh, going to cause a lot of problems. I, I think that they're going to be in that Giants backfield on a consistent basis, and I just don't trust uh, I don't trust the Giants to be able to, uh, to beat that kind of pressure all night.
1: I'm going kind of off the beaten map a little bit. I don't know why. I think it's going to be quirky. I might wait and go in game. I think you might see points yeah. in the game. Real quick, Chris. I'm going to take Washington because of that defense, and
2: I think this is a game. You want to talk about the total? I think it's a game that goes under.
1: All right. Scott Ferrell is coming your way next on the network, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. On the weekend, we've got the college version and the NFL version of Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Mark Lawrence, Kenny White, and we're going to get you all hooked up for uh, the big menu of football. Boy, we love football season. So much to talk about. We love doing this for you, and we thank you for joining us again. Thanks to Jay Cornegate for having us. Scott Rell next on the network. Stevie and I and Chris Wynn and Dave Shane, Vegas Hockey Island, coming up locally. Have a great day, folks.
3: Sports Info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights.